How do you make a good team scarier, a team that truly frightens people and makes them remember why the 2017-2018 teams were one of the best of all time not to win the Cup? Well, yeah, scoring talent. And the Jets could do so this year at good prices. We'll dive into how the Jets can do that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Stay tuned to hear more about how GameTime can save you time and money for all of your favorite event tickets. Now, like I said, you know, this Jets team is pretty good overall, right? Like, I've, I've talked about it before. Um, I am relatively in the camp of being a believer uh, of this squad being close to special, right? I think this team has shown some very interesting things this year, although I, I will say that recently the, the turn in form hasn't been nearly as impressive as I'd like. Um, I kind of feel like since Arneal stepped away, Winnipeg offensively at 5v5 has maybe taken a bit of a step back. But assuming that maybe this is just a bit of a blip and it's not indicative of uh, how the Jets are going to be for the rest of the year, right? Winnipeg is in a good position of of likely having cap space at the trade deadline to add. And if they trade Nate Schmidt, which might be more on the cards than we'd care to admit, um, you know, he's a lovely guy. I've always had a soft spot for him. But let's be honest, right? Six million for what he's doing these days. It's a little too rich for Winnipeg's blood. And I think in this case, the Jets would probably be willing to maybe pay somebody to take his contract on um, just because, you know, it's it's anchoring a lot of space. And if Winnipeg can move it, they create some really good opportunities to add more towards the trade deadline. And if you do it early enough, you might also be able to accrue more cap space, uh, which for the Jets really could help them up front, right? Winnipeg already has a pretty deep forward group, but I think one thing that has kind of been an occasional issue is like as soon as somebody in the top six gets injured, you do notice a bit of a dip. Um, in in the case of the first line, I feel like it's been a bit of a tricky uh, pathway to walk, right? When you had Ayafalo or Appleton up there, obviously that line wasn't that great. Um, with Velarde in limited samples, it's looked good. Ehlers with Connor and Shifley have recently been, that trio has been cooking recently, and that's great. I will say that then you kind of have like Ayafalo, Perfetti, and Velarde together, and that line's been a little bit less successful, or a lot of bit less successful, depending on how you want to phrase it, uh, especially compared to what like Perfetti, Nemesnikov, and Ehlers were putting together. I think the big challenge is, right, Ehlers is kind of one of the straws that really stirs this Jets drink. 
And now that he's back to full speed, I think we're seeing it more and more just how important he is uh, when it comes to space creation, transition, playmaking. Uh, I will say that this year he's on more kind of bad turnovers than I'd like. Uh, he's forcing more passes, but thankfully, as of now, he's really been doing uh, more creative plays and stuff to sort of compensate for it. But hopefully he kind of works on the puck management a little bit. As it is so far, though, he's been lethal, uh, some really great passes and plays. You know, yesterday's game, he had a great goal in the slot. That's the kind of stuff that Winnipeg wants. But the Jets also could probably benefit from adding another top six player. And, you know, this year's market's going to be a bit weird. Um, with the cap going up next year, I suspect a lot of teams are going to be looking at their free agents and thinking, you know, on the one hand, they might be able to spend more. On the other hand, though, a lot of teams have tons of cash tied up in LTIR. And with that, you know, it doesn't really add much cap space when it's just going to be reclaimed by players getting healthy again. Uh, so this is maybe not as much of a boost to the cap ceiling as people were hoping for, which for the Jets might mean that maybe this year is, is more of a buyer's market. I don't know for sure. But assuming the Jets could potentially pluck uh, a quality forward out who should they be targeting? And I've, I've talked about this before, right? This is not a new conversation. But I think for the Jets, they're in a particularly unique position of kind of like last year, having room to add and also having real motivation and impetus to add quality. I think the Jets can look you know, beyond just the typical deadline rental and really chase big players. But let's talk about the rentals because I've, I've talked about a couple of guys already that were sort of uh, I would call bigger fish. Who are are guys that maybe we haven't talked about? One name that I was kind of curious about, uh, and you, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably say I posted about him recently. It's it's Sean Monahan. He really hasn't gotten any sort of attention, but as a guy who might be a really effective middle six option to add some finishing touch, he's got like 15 points in 25 games, and he's making less than 10 million or less than two million a season. Uh, you know, this is the last year of his deal. He's at like 1.9 million, which is really, really cheap. And I don't know if the Canadians are really interested in bringing him back. Uh, assuming like Montreal is is keeping an eye towards the future. That's the kind of player that Winnipeg could probably pry away at a decent price. But because his cap hit is so low, it would also, in my mind, um, drive his price up, right? I can't really see there being a scenario where um, a player who's got as many points as he does goes for almost nothing when most players scoring at that rate are more in like the $4 million range. And a lot of players are, are you know, or a lot of teams are kind of, of up, up against the cap, right? So, uh, you know, a guy playing top six minutes with the Habs who's scoring at that rate and doing pretty well on a team that offensively is not that great. I have to wonder if he's, you know, maybe worth looking at a little bit in more detail. Another guy who could be of interest, but I, I would say I'm not really banging the doors for, is Anthony Beauvillier. The thing with Beauvillier is I, I feel like his finishing touch hasn't really been all that great over the past uh, season or so. In previous years, I felt like he was pretty legit and would have um, a nice release for the Jets to lean on. I don't know if that's still the case. Uh, you know, his, his scoring totals this year are pretty modest. He just got traded in another deal recently. So I don't know. Uh, Beauvillier could be an option if the Jets are trying to go for like a cheap, um, 
like reclamation project kind of thing in part, like maybe they look at his old finishing exploits and they see a guy who could potentially resurrect that form and actually do well. Um, you know, in previous years, he was like a 15 to 20 goal scorer. I don't know if he's still that these days, maybe with the jets power play, he could help. I, I don't know. Uh, all I know is like past couple of seasons, it's been a little bit spotty here and there, but assume that he's kind of like in the quality third line, like third liner fringe second line category, which again, for the right price, I, I could be talked into, but um, elsewhere, I think the jets are, are really looking to add, you know, like a legitimate top six finisher guys like Sam Reinhardt or, or, uh, gosh, if, if it even could happen like a Travis Konechny, you know, maybe a player with term, I would actually prefer term in some ways. I feel like the jets would do well to find a good cost controlled asset to sort of add into the pool of guys that they've already got locked up for at least another year you know, kind of give yourself some room to maneuver and retain because, you know, more and more guys are extending. And I think that can only mean good things for the Jets when it comes to not only being able to map out next season, but the seasons beyond that. Speaking of future seasons, one thing that I would be interested in kind of looking at for the Jets is their sort of list of, of to-dos, right? Because Winnipeg is right, right in a good spot, I would say, of having, you know, enough cap space to maneuver but also needing some bigger extensions and not everyone after next season's really going to deserve to come back uh, or at least at the, at the current prices of what their contracts maybe are, are demanding right now. We'll talk about Winnipeg's upcoming business and uh, what it means for perhaps some changes to the roster and maybe some opening of spots for some young prospects, maybe some opportunities to make another trade for another top player. But before we go any further, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you get to track, interview, and hire all in one single place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when all you need is Indeed. Flip, uh, find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed's Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. I've actually used Indeed as a person who was seeking employment and can, you know, make a great testament to it being super convenient, very easy to fill out, and extremely clear in the directions, right? This is a, a great service. And for those of you who are perhaps small business owners, you understand that you know, time is money. You can't be wasting uh, stuff and resources when you need, you need to find top quality candidates. Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you really do have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us in tonight's episode as we are talking about, you know, some, some forward trades and stuff. I shouted out a couple of curious names for more fringe candidates, uh, just because we've talked about trade cannons candidates before, right? And obviously there's a, a need for some extra finishing talent with the Jets, not because the, the Jets are bad at finishing, um, far from it, right? 
but more in the way that you want to tip the scales more in your favor. Create as many unfair matchups as you can, sort of like the 17-18 team used to be. Of course, though, Winnipeg still has other business to take care of, and I want to talk about what some of those next contracts and stuff might look like. Before we go any further, though, just want to let you know something really cool that the Lockdown Network is doing. We have launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with our local experts and national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, returning right back to the Jets, when you look at their multi-year contract situation, the Jets are uh, maybe in a little bit of a, a tight situation longer term. You know, Winnipeg, did well in previous years to lock up their core for a pretty good competitive window. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't make the most of that window, but in terms of at least contractually signing a, a fair lot to pretty good value contracts, barring a couple of exceptions, Winnipeg put itself in a reasonable position. I think the next question, though, is right now that the Jets are still in a, a different competitive window, you know, what do you do with all of these players who are kind of uh, either RFAs or, or maybe even some UFAs? And I think this is where Winnipeg is going to you know, want to be really careful about not overcommitting to veterans, uh, especially guys that they've had around for a while, but also making sure that you've got room for players and talents like Vili Heinola, Declan Chisholm, Brad Lambert, all of those guys to step in and start filling roles because Winnipeg is also going to have a couple of really expensive uh, extensions coming up pretty soon. And those guys you, you want to legit sink your money into while you've got ELCs or cheaper deals to fill out the rest. Right. And that's where, you know, guys like McGrory and Lambert and some of those top names are really going to be helpful. Chibrikov, uh, obviously another one that I think maybe even as soon as this season could be an impact player for the jets. Uh, I don't know if he'll get a call up anytime soon, but um Certainly, he has really impressed with the Moose already, and we know what Lambert's skill is like, so that's not really in question. Uh, I think the timeline is more the bigger um, unknown at this point. But looking at some of the UFAs and RFAs, one of the big ones that I think I would like to see return is Dylan DeMello. I know that DeMello is maybe not the sexiest name, but when it comes to guys who are really critical for how Winnipeg likes to do a you know, attacking minded blue liner and a more defensively oriented guy, they have these natural pairs, right? And I think the Jets are a little bit hard locked into it sometimes, which it does take away a little bit from their tactical flexibility, but I don't mind it necessarily, especially when said defensive anchor is somebody like DeMello. I don't know what DeMello's trajectory is going to be in the coming years, but I think if you did another three-year deal, something along those lines, at around $3 million, I think that would be um, a really reasonable contract. You have a guy who can kind of play on almost any pair, and generally speaking, he does well with almost anyone. Uh, the main thing that you'd want him to do is just kind of be a solid, calming presence with some defensive acumen who can make clean zone exits, clean up messes, and allow the more offensively gifted guys to kind of do their thing. There's only a few players where his results with them haven't exactly been great. Uh, and DeMello himself hasn't always been like the most shut down defender ever. But for what the Jets are paying him and what he's done value wise, he's really good. Um, I feel like his 
his price point is exactly what I'd be looking for on an extension. I don't want to go beyond like three years. I think that is kind of where it makes sense to cap it off. Um, but I could understand if he wants to seek a four or five year deal. I don't know that four years would necessarily uh, make or break it, especially if it's around the same AAV. Uh, but if he starts to look for more cash, that's where maybe, you know, it's it's a little bit harder to make that decision. Brendan Dillon, as as much as I also like him, uh, I kind of feel like because he's very much focused on the defensive side of things, I might be willing to let him go. Um, you know, the Jets have a number of really talented puck-moving lefties that could probably step in and and offer more mobility and offensive flexibility. And this isn't really a fault of Dillon so much as it is uh, the composition of this roster and pool. Like I think Dylan would be a starter for a ton of teams out there and honestly get some pretty good top four minutes. I just feel like with where the Jets D is right now, Sandberg's ready to kind of step up into that second pairing role and the Jets could probably benefit from adding, you know, another Heinola on top of already adding a Chisholm. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, Elias Salamonson at some point on the right side will come in and be yet another defensive presence. So, out of those guys, I think Dylan's probably the one that in free agency might be, uh, you know, a sensible person to um, allow to seek greener pastures, which it, it's weird to say because he's really good for the Jets. And I really have no particular complaints about him. He'll have, you know, off games here and there. But generally speaking, right, you know, he, he, he fights for the badge. He sticks up for his teammates. He's defensively a really strong presence. And so there's not a lot that I really quibble with. I just feel like the, it's kind of like the opportunity cost, right? What are you giving up offensively to get his defense? And that's kind of where the value proposition hasn't always aligned. But as a player and stuff, I really, like I said, I really don't have any complaints with him. The foot speed, I think, is one thing that would be a benefit for the Jets to maybe improve upon. But like I said, you know, if you're looking at guys to let go, I just feel like given where the Jets are and what they're looking for, he probably is somebody who's going to eventually have to have to find a new team. Alex Ayafalo is also somebody at some point who I think will probably not be long, long for the Jets. I feel like at the end of his contract or maybe even next season, he might be on a different team. Um, I just feel like the cap hit for him is a little high. And so far, his production has been OK. Uh, but I feel like in terms of him being more of a complimentary piece than a play driver, I don't know if four million is as palatable, especially if the Jets are trying to really go for a bigger forward up front, right? Um, Nito Nito Ryder just got like a four million dollar deal for the next uh, several seasons, twelve million total. But you know, I think his caliber of player uh, is very clearly the sort of score and playmaker that the Jets are looking for in this price range. And so far, Ayafalo, while he does have pretty decent counting stats so far. I think the underlying numbers and some of the other details that we're seeing when he's in the top six role, you kind of recognize he's more of a bottom six player. So a lot to kind of stew over. Uh, Perfetti, you know, is the biggest looming extension. I want that big, big deal. I feel like eight by eight, you know, you lock him up, you get him at a pretty good contract value. And I think he's going to more than equal that price tag. I know people are like, how are you talking about him at 8 million? Well, Considering the dude is on like a 70 point pace at like 14 minutes a game, I'm telling you, he's going to be so expensive if the Jets uh, let him keep scoring at this rate. So keep that in mind going forward. 
Now, for all of the future business the Jets are going to want to conduct, they still have some present business to account for, including a game against the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche on Thursday. This will be a really tough test for the Jets. It's a road game. And while the Avs are on a three-game losing streak, you really can't count this Colorado team out. They're, de- they're you know recent cup champions. And while they might not be defending champions this year, there's no telling when they'll get hot and how they'll eventually start to dissect teams as they have done in past years. Sure, they're a little bit weaker than they were in their champ season, and they are obviously down Landeskog and a, a couple of other injuries over the past few months. But make no mistake, this will be one of the strongest teams the Jets have faced recently. And with their speed and skill and power play, Winnipeg has gonna Winnipeg is going to have to stand up tall against a very tough opponent. And we'll talk about how the Jets might be able to make a bit of a mess of it for the Avs in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Game Time. When it comes to buying tickets, a lot of you know the hassles and hidden fees. The more you seem to spend, the more ticket companies seem to take out of your pockets with even more hidden service fees and charges that you just don't want to deal with. Game Time knows your pain, and not only do they want to save you time, but they also want to save you money, offering you last-minute ticket deals, flash deals, and so much more. Best of all, they even have in-venue arena views for those of you who like to know what you're actually paying for because no one wants to buy a ticket and find out that you're sitting behind a giant pillar. Just ask Boston Red Sox fans what that experience is like at Fenway. Game time not only gives you that, but they also offer great things like low price guarantees, event cancellation protection, and so much more. If you're ready to take the guesswork out of buying tickets, go with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everyday is thank you for rejoining us on tonight's show as we are talking about uh, Winnipeg versus Colorado and what will be a very tough test for the Jets on the road as they face a team that, you know, recently is not exactly on a bit of a heater, quite the opposite. In fact, they've lost three straight and to opponents that you might not think would give the Avs fits. But, you know, despite Colorado's recent struggles, this is still one of the most dangerous teams in the league. They have silenced squads like Vancouver, Calgary, Tampa Bay, and, uh, you know, recently some squads like the Kraken, the Stars. So they have the scoring potential. Whether they have the goaltending is a little bit of a different question. Uh, and certainly depth this year, I think, is a bit of a concern. But up front, you know, you're looking at a pretty solid team. Nashushkin, McKinnon, and Ronsonen anchor the first line, which you just know that's going to be the one that's going to give the Jets absolute fits. Winnipeg really doesn't have an answer to the McKinnon line. If Winnipeg is able to silence this group, suddenly this Avs team is a lot less scary, but you just really can't shut down both Rontanen and McKinnon. Containing one is already hard enough. Doing both? Yeah, good luck with that. Second line, you have some underrated talent in Tatar and Johansson. You've also got Jonathan Duran, which, you know, it's interesting to see him yeah, recently finding his way as a solid middle six contributor. I know Duran has always had a bit of a reputation of not really living up to the hype of when he was drafted by Montreal. But with the Avs, he seemingly carved out a, a pretty decent playmaking role. 
Again, nothing crazy, but what I like here is you've got really good value in Johansson and Tatar together. I feel like those guys are kind of like a quality second line group. Uh, definitely not where this Avs team was in previous seasons, but still pretty competent. I think where the Avs are going to be maybe not as thrilled is, is when you start looking at the depth. Uh, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, and Logan O'Connor on your third line is okay, but probably not at the tier of like a Niederreiter, Lowry, and Appleton. Uh, Winnipeg's third line, which is actually its second line, if you actually look at the, the time on ice deployments, kind of smokes this unit. Uh, and Winnipeg's, I guess, third line by usage, which would be the Perfetti line, also has the talent to outmatch this group. But because Wood and Colton and O'Connor are all very effective forecheckers, that might be the difference maker. Winnipeg doesn't handle aggressive physicality in space as well, so uh, the Jets are going to have to be very careful not to back themselves into corners and make rash decisions with the puck. The fourth line is Oscar Olausen, uh, Frederick Olofsson, and then Joel Kiviranta, which is, you know, a, a decent unit. I think Kiviranta at one point I thought was going to be a more effective scorer hasn't kind of been able to replicate the form that he had at one point with the Dallas Stars. Maybe he's always just been a bottom sixer and, you know, that that hot streak that he had a while back was more of a flash in the pan. But, you know, the Jets really can't sleep on that. I think you uh, you want to be careful really with all of these lines because they do play with a lot of speed and intensity. And sometimes that is enough to get Winnipeg scrambling, especially uh, if the defenders kind of back up and maybe give their opposing shooters too much space. We've seen some times where teams like Chicago kind of made life heck for the Jets down low, uh, just closing off space, applying pressure, and being a general nuisance. It wasn't like the Hawks were super dangerous, but they created chaos out of that. So the Jets really have to be smart about what they do here. On the defense, you know, you're, you're seeing a pretty weak unit overall. Uh, still some pretty talented players. Uh, Devin Taves, of course, just got a recently huge extension. There's Josh Manson, Bowen Byron, uh, Byram. But after that, you know, you've got Malins Sam Malinsky, Jack Johnson, and Caleb Jones rounding out the rest of the uh, pairings. And yeah, this defense, it's not like it used to be without McCarr. Um, so, you know, without Kale, this team is definitely not as scary. And I think it's it's not really hard to see why uh, this squad has lost a lot of games recently. You look at that lineup and you're like, there seem to be some names missing. Well, that's because they're missing Lekkonen. Of course, Landeskog is out for perhaps, you know, maybe even his career. Um, McCarr is out. Girard's out. So this team is, is ailing. Uh, this is kind of like how the Jets were in previous years. Tons of injuries, limping along. But even then, you know, you just don't want to give the Avs time and space even some bad teams have given the Jets absolute fits, but we'll have to see. Uh, I, you know, the Avs are going to be on the second half of a back-to-back, and maybe the Jets can take advantage of a tired and weak team to uh, get a couple of points and try and, you know, claw further up the standings in the Central Division. So a lot to be excited for. A lot to maybe be a little bit uh, concerned about if you're... Um, expecting an easy time. It's never an easy time on the road in Colorado and the Avs are probably in a bit of a, you know, pissed off mood after having three straight defeats. We all know how the Jets were pretty upset when they lost three straight. You don't want to find yourself in the midst of a four game losing streak. So let's hope the Jets can be smart and come out with the victory. Let me know your score predictions in the comments below. Given the rosters and where the teams are, I still think the Jets have enough in the tank to come out with a 4-2 to victory. But 
Let me know what you think. Drop your thoughts in the comments below or at my social medias at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. <coughs> for tonight's episode, though, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, have a great night and go Jets go.